Merry Christmas. <laughs> Friends, welcome tonight, this Christmas. It's a little different than many of us had thought. Whether that was a month ago, two months ago, or even last week, it's, it's a different time again. We still live in the midst of a pandemic. We still live in a world filled with aching and searching. Many of us carry the joys of the season or the tensions of the time, and some of us carry grief into this moment, or fear, or many other emotions. I invite us to take a moment, to take a breath in and out, to relax the spots in our body that are tense. I'm a shoulder tense person, so I need to relax my shoulders every once in a while, to feel God's love washing into you, to feel the love of community holding you. Because no matter how this night finds us, we hear the promise again that Christ is born, that God's love is made known in the fullness of humanity, in the fullness of all creation. And we are loved, and we are empowered to love. So friends, come, let us celebrate tonight. A couple of announcements to share with you. Um, one of the changes that we have made to keep people safe with the rising numbers, or safer, is that tonight and this coming Sunday, we're not going to have congregational singing. I know many of us look forward to that, and that's a loss. But that is one of the ways that we can keep each other a little safer tonight. So I invite you, as you hear the music and as you see the, the, the words on the screen, to hold them in your heart to allow the music to fill you with God's love and the poetry of the words to hold you in God's strength. Also, each of you have in your pews candles. If you haven't seen them, look at the closest to, this, the, closest to the aisle. Um, they're right against the seat there. They were put out there yesterday with clean hands and, and masks on, so they're nice and um, sanitized for you. To turn them on, they're a little different than some. They are a twist on. So it's actually a little easier than trying to do the little switch. If you don't have a candle, raise your hand and one of our ushers will go and get an extra one for you. Good. So during silent night, we'll light our candles. And then after the service, I invite you just to leave them in your pew. And on Sunday, I'll collect them. And um, they'll get used again next year and bring the light of God into that service. So friends, may we feel God's love as we come together. Whether we are worshiping in person or at home, it is a blessing to be with one another and to worship. And as we gather together tonight, we remember that we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabwaki nations. We are gathered on land covered by Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are all tree people. We pray that God, whose love is made known at Christmas, that God's love may lead us in justice and peace and truth and healing. We call one another to worship and we join in our opening prayer. Once more into this night and into our lives, Christ is born, hallelujah. Hope, peace, joy, and love are found. Christ is born, hallelujah. Once more, we gather to allow God's sacred stories to inspire us and lead us. Christ is born. Hallelujah. Come, let us worship. 
and we join in prayer. On this night, O oh God, we gather to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, to make space for your presence in our lives and in our world. Stir us, inspire us, and move us. Christ is born. Amen. Our first reading is from Isaiah chapter 9, 2, 6, and 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The poem, The Little Towns of Bethlehem by John Terpstra. For unto us in Aklavik is born a child in Attawapiskat, Gas Bay, Cornerbrook, Newfoundland. And a son is given in West Dickwin, Bella Coola, Flin Flon. And the future of the whole earth is placed upon the shoulders of the daughters of Tuktayuktuk, Tignish, Swan Lake. And the place of their birth is called Vermilion, Tamiskaming, Nain, Picture Butte. An angel of the Lord appears in the night sky over Rankin Inlet, over a Callowit, saying, this shall be a sign. You will find the babe wrapped in cast-off flannel, lying on a bed of straw in Esther, Alberta, in a winter feeding stall, an open box cart outside Kindersley, Saskatchewan. And sure, several hours north from Hogs Hollow, just this side of Inglehart, you see a one sleeping in its mother's arms on the soft shoulder where their car broke down and the dark highway shines imperishable life while helping them beneath these northern lights and driving on through Cochrane, Capuscasing, Hearst, past Nipigon and on to the little town of Emo, Rainy River region, and least among the little dots that lie scattered as stars and, that, and litter the map of northwest Ontario, where they're expecting you as in so many other of these least likely dots. This expectation also in Minotois, Pike, Pickle Lake, Oshkwakin, Glace Bay. For unto us, for into all, this night is born a child this night, bearing each and the places of their birth and nativity is given every name. Our next reading is Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 35 and verse 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, 
Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, Therefore the child will be born, will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. How will the Messiah come? How will the Messiah, the chosen of God, the usher of God's full reign come? A great military hero, some shouted, one who will free the people from foreign empires, making room for the great rule of David to be reenacted, a dominion centered in God, lived out in justice. And there was silence. How will the, how will the Messiah, the chosen of God, the usher of God's full reign come? A great king who, th who through great policy will set the people free, who will draw the chosen people together and establish a reign of peace and holiness. And there was silence. How will the Messiah, the chosen of God, the usher of God's full reign come? In the great whirling of creation, a holy intervention, an inbreaking with great signs and wonders where God steps in and fixes everything once and for all. And there was silence. How will the Messiah, the chosen of God, the usher of God's full reign come? And in a small, insignificant town, a peasant woman, seen as nobody, young and inexperienced in the world, scared and uncertain, let go of it all. The limited ideas and ideals, the hesitation and fears, saying yes to the possibility. Despite the laughs, the snickering, the gossip of town folks, she said yes. And she dared to believe that she could be the womb of incarnation, the one who prepared the way for God, the one whose body nurtured, nourished, and brought forth the Messiah. How will the Messiah, the chosen of God, the usher of God's full reign come? A young woman says yes, and a baby cried, and the mother smiled, Emmanuel, God with us. Luke 2, 1 to 7. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. 
He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Christmas comes every time we see God in other persons. The human and the holy meet in Bethlehem or in Times Square to Jerusalem determinedly, inevitably. Even now it comes in the face of hatred and warring. No atrocity too terrible to stop it. No Herod strong enough, no hurt deep enough, no curse shocking enough, no disaster shattering enough. For someone on earth will see the star. Someone will hear the angel voices. Someone will run to Bethlehem. Someone will know peace and goodwill. The Christ will be born. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy to all people. To you, for to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the Lord a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When, <clears throat> when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known that they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. The poem, The Christmas Guest, by Helen Steiner Rice. It happened one day at years white end, two neighbors called on an old-time friend. And they found his shop so meager and mean, made gay with a thousand bows of green. And Conrad was sitting with face ashine when he suddenly stopped and he stitched a twine and said, old friends, at dawn today, when the co cock was crowning the night away, the Lord appeared in a dream to me and said, I am coming your guest to be. So I've been busy with feet astir, strewing my shop with branches of fir. The table is spread and the kettle is shined, and over the rafters the holly is twined. And now I will wait for my Lord to appear and listen closely so I will hear. His steps as he nears my humbling, humble place, and I open the door and look in his face. So his friends went home and left Conrad alone, for this was the happiest day he had known. For long since his family had passed away, and Conrad had spent a sad Christmas day. 
But he knew with the Lord as his Christmas guest, this Christmas would be the dearest and best. And he listened with only joy in his heart, and with every sound he would rise with a start and look for the Lord to be standing there in answer to his earnest prayer. So he ran to the window after hearing a sound, but all that he saw on the snow-covered ground was a shabby beggar whose shoes were torn and all of his clothes were ragged and worn. So Conrad was touched and went to the door and he said, your feet must be frozen and sore and I have some shoes in my shop for you and a coat that will keep you warm too. So with grateful heart, the man went away. But as Conrad noticed the time of day, he wondered what made the dear Lord so late and how much longer he'd have to wait. When he heard a knock and ran to the door, but it was only a stranger once more. A bent old crone with a shawl of black, a bundle of sticks piled on her back. She asked for only a place to rest, but that was reserved for Conrad's great guest. But her voice seemed to plead, don't send me away. Let me rest a while on Christmas day. So Conrad brewed her a steaming cup and told her to sit at the table and sip. And after she left, he was filled with dismay for he saw that the hours were passing away. And the Lord had not come as he said he would. And Conrad felt sure he had misunderstood. When out of the stillness he heard a cry, please help me and tell me where am I? So again he opened his friendly door and stood disappointed at twice, as twice before. It was only a child who had wandered away and was lost from her family on Christmas day. Again Conrad heart, Conrad's heart was heavy and sad, but he knew he should make this little child glad. So he called her in and wiped her tears and quieted her, quieted her childish fears. Then he led her back to her home once more. But as he entered his own darkened door, he knew that the Lord was not coming today, for the hours of Christmas had passed away. So he went to his room and knelt down to pray. And he said, Dear Lord, why did you delay? What kept you from coming to call on me? for I wanted so much your face to see. When soft in the silence a voice he heard, lift up your head for I kept my word. Three times my shadow crossed your floor, three times I came to your lonely door. For I was the beggar with bruised cold feet, I was the woman you gave to eat, and I was the child on the homeless street. Friends, the light of Christ shines brightly in our lives and it shines all around us. May we on this night that celebrates the light of Christ, the light of God shining in this world through Christ, may we remember that that light shines in each one of us as we light our candles, knowing that Christ is with us, within us and all around us.
And friends, I invite you to look around and see all the lights in this dark sanctuary and to remember that God's love shines brightly in your life. May we always see the light shining in each other and know that when we come together to live out Christ's love, this world is a brighter, friendlier, more just, more loving place. May our lights shine brightly. And let us pray. Holy God, you are made known to us in the potential and fragility of a newborn baby, in the awe and wonders of the universe, in the silent nights and in the restless yearning, opening us to your presence. In the midst of another year that has been filled with so much, this continued pandemic that has brought so much change and struggle and perseverance, and the hope for healing that is coming, that is yet to come. In the midst of racial inequality that has led to death, discrimination and injustice, and movement of social change and renewal, in the midst of natural disasters that remind us of our impact on the rest of creation and the vision to see a new way of being. We call to you, O God, in our longing and in our hope. We offer our prayers this Christmas evening. We pray for all who are lonely, for all who have had to set aside traditions once again and plans in order to care for themselves and one another for all who find this holiday difficult, for all who have lost loved ones this year, for all who grief makes this time difficult. May your love and compassion and our love and care wrap around them, bringing comfort and strength. We pray, O oh God, for all who are working to lift up hope in the midst of struggle, for all who work in health care and home care, for all who work in education, for all who work in the front lines of life, for those who work keeps them away from family this holiday. We hold in prayer Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health and have guided us over these many, many months. We pray for all who make public health decisions. We pray for all who are caring for one another we pray for all who are distributing vaccinations. We pray for all who are ensuring that no part of this world is left behind. May they feel your love and our compassion, strengthen them, and hold them in your care. We pray for all who are ill, all who are in hospital, all who are self-isolating. May your love and our compassion wrap around them bringing comfort and strength. We pray, O oh God, for all who are lifting up your banner of hope, for all whose prophetic voice calls us to new ways of being, for all who are inspiring us to live more just and caring lives. May your love and our compassion wrap around them, bringing comfort and strength. And in silence, O oh God, we offer our individual prayers to you now. We join these prayers with the prayers of all creation that sing your glory this day and always. Amen. It's not over by Ann Weems.
It is not over, this birthing. There are always newer skies into which God can throw stars. When we begin to think that we can predict the advent of God, that we can box the Christ in a stable in Bethlehem, that's just the time that God will be born in a place we can't imagine and won't believe. Those who wait for God watch with their hearts and not their eyes, listening, always listening for angels' words. Friends, may we hear today and always the holy words spoken to each and every one of us. Do not be afraid. May we always know that Christ is born, that God's love wraps around us, supporting us and caring for us. And as we go from here, may we feel God's love. And may we go to share God's love in our words and our action as we continue to love and serve this world. Friends, let us live the hope, peace, joy, and love of Christ now and always. Amen.